Welcome to the Bamboo Project Podcast. My name is Donovan Gray, the future $10 billion man. On the way to 10 billion, I decided I'm going to help create 1,000 millionaires, including myself, and not by being a guru or selling a course, but by doing the things I already love to do every day and documenting my journey to get there. I figure I'll make all the mistakes so you don't have to. My name is Donovan Gray. And this is how I will turn my life into a living. I like to start off by giving a shout out to all the people rocking with us and supporting the channel. We really appreciate you. We are currently streaming on all major streaming platforms such as Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Anchor. You name it, we on it. And if we're not on it, we about to be on it. For everyone listening to this podcast and not watching it, you can find us on YouTube at The Bamboo Project. We have over 400 videos on our channel. Do you want to learn real estate? We got that. Do you want cooking tutorials inspired by Dr. Sabi? We got that. Do you want travel and lifestyle vlogs? Got it. Makeup and hair growth tutorials? Got it. Basketball? Got it. Toro? Got it. Candles? Got it. It's everything us. All the parts of the journey that do not make it to YouTube will be on our story. You can find me on Instagram at Donovan Gray, D-O-N-I-V-A-N-G-R-A-Y, and my phenomenal, beautiful, amazing girlfriend, Anita Byrne, A-N-E-T-A-B-U-R-N. This may be your first time here, and if it is, welcome to the family, but for everyone else, this is chapter three, page 139, okay? This podcast has four different segments, life update, episode playback, Donovan's questions, and the topic of the day. All video and audio timestamps will be in the description box below. Today's date is Thursday, November 17th, and it is currently 6.55 p.m. Um, so a lot of y'all are new. So yeah, I probably don't know how crazy that is, but I'll get into it a little bit later. We normally shoot every single podcast on Tuesday. Usually I like to do it in the morning, but you know, sometimes it happens in the afternoon, you know, life. Um, but before I get into explaining why the podcast is going two days late and almost, well, sorry, nighttime here, uh, we are going to do screen time. Okay. And screen time is when I check my phone. So I know how much time I spent on my phone last week so I can have a better handle and manage on myself. So I'm not spending too much time on my cell phone because if I am not taking advantage of my phone, then my phone is taking advantage of me and I can't have that. Okay. So last week I spent an average of nine hours and 53 minutes on my phone and on social I spent an average of 29 hours and 20 minutes and on entertainment I spent an average of 11 hours and 44 minutes. I wonder how they differentiate the two. I don't know what what is entertain. Oh, it does tell me. So entertainment is YouTube. It's not social. Interesting. Interesting. Um and then social I spent 30 hours that week. So how many hours is that per day? That would be 30 divided by seven. It's about four hours a day. Um, it's funny. YouTube isn't really like a social platform when I think about it, but I think you use it kind of socially. Why do you say that? Because you respond to a lot of comments. Let's see. So social apps would be Instagram, Twitter. I spend six hours and 13 minutes on Discord. <coughs> and they have messages as social. Interesting. Interesting. Okay. So my daily average was four hours eleven minutes. Um and I like this I like this section better than I did the other one. What do you mean your daily average is what? Four hours and eleven minutes on um what is that called? Socials. Oh. Wait, that sounds suspicious. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh my last week average pickups per day was hundred and forty one. That's really high. Instagram was 166. Discord was number two with 143. So, beautiful, phenomenal, amazing girlfriend. How was your screen time last week? Um, my average was seven hours and 22 minutes. No, 17 minutes. Um, my most used app was Instagram for 10 hours and a half. Then Google Maps for six hours. 
and then messages for five, and then Discord for like almost four hours, and then TikTok for three hours. So for the for the week. Hmm. Uh, so the reason why we are shooting a podcast as late as we are is because Melissa and I have been super sick this whole week. Um, I don't think I've been this sick since we've lived here like this frequently. Um, it could be. Well, I don't think it could be. I'm 99 percent sure that it's because of uh, what we're eating. Um, I said this before when it comes to feeling sick i really just think it comes down to your body interact with inflammation because <clears throat> um i think a lot of times people feel like they are quote sick even though they're just eating bad unhealthy food um and if you eat certain kinds of food your nose might feel congested you might feel tired um, honestly, you could feel achy, your stomach could hurt, you could have the runs. A lot of things that people would say, I have a cold or the flu, you have very similar symptoms when you eat unhealthy food. Um, a lot of people who eat food, uh, unhealthy food regularly, kind of, they don't know the symptoms are there because they have them so frequently. So there are people who are like, yeah, I just have allergies or I just, you know, I just have the stomach pain I just have all the time. It's like, yeah, because you eat the same food that causes that all the time. You don't stop. So, um, but yeah, we have not been eating very healthy for a while. We've been uh, hustling for a, a long time. But the last couple of weeks, we have been really trying to push it to the limit uh, because we opened up the new location and we're trying to get everything set up there. Just the last two weeks has just been a lot. And then we've been double booked certain days, almost triple booked other days. Um, it's kind of been slowing down finally. And when we, when we go that hard, I realized that we usually end up sick. Uh, we usually end up sick and fighting. And I think that we did pretty well on the fighting side this week. I don't feel like we had any um, major fights. Not really. Um, you know, I get mad at a lot of stuff. Um, but I don't think we had anything like we've had before. So that's always good. Um, and we have a craft fair coming up this weekend. And we have a couple more until for, for this year. I think we have, what, two more? Three more? Wait. How many more crafters do we have for, for the year? I think we're done in November. December. November. So I think three more. Yeah, three more craft fairs coming up. So three more craft fairs. Sheesh. Sheesh. Yeah, I'm going to get back to that. But as you guys see in the title, we had got approved for a grant for $5,000 okay so what that means for us is that it's money that we do not have to pay back to anybody we are trying to figure out how we're going to spend the five thousand but the biggest the biggest the biggest pro that we have this money is that we can finally do chelsea for everyone who's been here with us for the last six months even maybe even a little bit longer than that you guys know we talk about chelsea all the time and it's a seven day market for people who are unfamiliar with it. And it's out of all the places that we've been to, it would be the busiest one. And they have uh, a lot of tourists that go there and we can do it for seven days out of the week. So we currently do between fourteen hundred and eighteen hundred dollars. I would say between twelve and seventeen hundred dollars on um on the weekend right now at Williamsburg, right? We usually do about $500 to maybe $800 a day, right? Honestly, that's not even true. That's actually not true at all. On a very slow day, we'll do $500 in a day at Williamsburg, which is an affiliation to Chelsea. They have two locations. And when we are doing it, when we have a good day, like when we are doing amazing, $1,400 in a day, $1,200 in a day, you know, $1,100 in a day. If we're, if we're doing like amazing, um, 
but I think on average, I, I would say 800 to 1,000 is like what I could expect us to do consistently at Williamsburg. And those are those are days, like I said, this is the place that is not as busy as Artisan Flea's Chelsea. Artisan Flea's Chelsea is significantly busier. Uh, you guys can pull it up if you guys aren't from uh, New York. It's Artist and Flea's, uh, just put Chelsea location. Um, and actually put Chelsea market also. You can see how much foot traffic that place gets. It's insane. So we are thinking, okay, how much money can we make in a day at this place? Right? I think realistically we could do $700 a day. Like, I think that should be the base, the bare minimum is $700 a day. And if we're doing $700 a day, that means we're making uh, $5,000. You know, is that $5,000? Yeah. It would be $5,000 in a week. Right? And the most money we ever made in a week is like $2,400, something like that. So now that we have the money to pay for the entrance fee, which is $1,500, we can now get into the mode of doing it every week. And if we can, now that we have the money, bless you, now that we have the money to do it every week consistently, we can do 5,000 every single week. If my math is mathing, that should be about around $20,000 a month. That's what we're looking forward to in February, or maybe probably March. And while we're doing that, we'll also will be having the location in Williamsburg, which will probably do another, let's say, $1,100 on that weekend. So the 55 or the 5,000 plus the 1,100 would bring us to $6,600. And then you multiply that by four. You're looking at, what's that, 624 um yeah twenty four thousand plus the six hundred so we're looking at like twenty five twenty six thousand dollars for the month um and that's not included online sales so we are like that has been the goal this whole entire time is to get into chelsea is to get there and stabilize it the same way we have stabilized williamsburg right now where we're doing it we've done it for probably five or six weeks like in a row consistently and the goal is to do the same thing at williamsburg so that we can make an obscene amount of money um so we can actually move out and I'm, I'm just thinking, yes, like we can finally do it. So we're getting prepared for that. And I think one of the reasons why we got so sick is because of that. If you remember back in maybe September, we had gotten into a huge fight. And during that fight, we ended up missing out on three weeks of doing or maybe a month of doing a craft fair and when we came back we were able to shout out to carlene and a lot of other people they were able to help us to do multiple craft fairs in a row and normally what we've noticed is that whenever we get down bad like that we're about to make a lot of money <coughs> and honestly i think maybe melissa was sick during that time or maybe i was sick during that time. i feel like were you sick was I? I feel like it was probably you I, but we usually like i said we've noticed a trend it happened during when we had the house that sometimes we'll just push as hard as we can and nothing will happen and we'll just be feeling like we should be doing something let's find something to do and then it's kind of just the universe's way of saying no you have there's nothing to do right now i'm working you relax i'm like all right I got you. And, that, you know, I've I've been trying to be more in tune when times like that happen so I can get in, you know, get on, a, get with the program a lot quicker. So I'm not trying to force it and missing out on my rest time, because for me, what I've noticed is that if I try and rush through those things or those moments like that, it usually just makes more bad things happen. So it's, I just remind myself like, hey, this is a time you got to just relax and the universe is, is working on the outside and it's going to bring something back to you. Um, and this time it was the $5,000 for, you know, Chelsea. Um, last time it was being able to book five or eight weeks at the craft fair. So we're about to have a downtime again because we weren't able to book any fairs for December. Really, I think we only have one. 
we have one in December right now, and we have none in January. Um, so no, we have one in January. Don't we have um? Yeah, we have we have do we we have one in January. Oh, that's great. We I thought we have, we have two. I feel like don't we have um in January? Not in January, but we have five dates. Yeah, but I'm talking about in January. I thought we we don't have Grand Bazaar in January. We do. So we have we have two. We have Williamsburg in January because we switched it. Yeah. I forgot we had that too. So we had we have two dates uh, uh, booked in January, and I actually just found out some great news as far as booking craft fairs. So Grand Bazaar, which charges about eighty five dollars for the day, and they have a very very high foot traffic. They actually have a twelve day package, right? So 12 days is technically three months and it's $960 to book three, three months worth of Sundays at that location. And we just got $5,000. So we can book that. We can also book the 1500 and we can book out some more Williamsburg locations uh, or some more Williamsburg dates. So we are finally, like I said, we're getting there to the point. We are getting to the point where we can almost stabilize a lot of locations. At this point, it's really just about having money um, to be able to book enough dates in advance so that we don't miss out on them. And uh, I said that's that's going to be the runway for us to get up out of this studio apartment and finally pay rent, you guys. Yay, we're gonna pay rent. Oh my God, I know y'all are so happy that we're gonna finally pay rent, right? Um, so at some point when we have enough money made from the locations, we will find a nice apartment, preferably a two bedroom that allows us to pay rent, okay? Um, and I'm trying to think what else happened this week with the craft fair. Um, oh, yeah, though, this week with the craft fair, we actually made fifteen hundred. We made fifteen hundred dollars this weekend. And it was a crazy weekend because I, I think it was Sunday, Saturday. Was I sick on Saturday? I feel like I was. Was I sick on Saturday? So I think you when did you when did you go? Go where? On Friday. Mm. Cause I can't remember how it was, and your brother wasn't there Saturday either, right? Yeah. So Saturday, I was kind of getting to being sick, but not. You know, I was still able to work. Sunday, I was there for a very short amount of time, and I had to go into the car because I was cold. Shit. Oh, that, bro. Yeah, it was Saturday night because Saturday into Sunday. Bruh, my sleeping was terrible. Like, I was hot and cold at the same time. Like, I was sweating and shivering. How you sweat and shiver? Like, like that was, I was, bruh, it was it's cold sweats. I don't know what they call, but I, all I know is that's what I felt. And I'm just like, bruh, I don't, should I put my, should I put my blanket on? Should I take it off? Should I turn the heat on? Should I turn the heat off? Should I drink some water? What should I do? Because I'm all types of fucked up. Um, Then my, my head was killing me. It was just, bruh, it was just bad. Like, my throat was sore and then it started feeling like you had a frog in your throat it was just a very terrible uh um sunday so that day melissa held it down because i was in the car um and this is even worse i was in the car and we have to bro listen i, I have to laugh sometimes when y'all be talking about uh how we should spend the money because i'm like bro our car don't even work the way it's supposed to work um but the radiator in the car i believe is messed up because if the car is not moving the heat doesn't come on so it was freezing cold that day and i'm in the car freezing because i didn't want to be in there coughing and sneezing up a lung um and with a headache and everything else so melissa was inside holding it down by herself and did amazing i think she did like eight hundred dollars in sales on sunday um and it was it was great because on saturday we didn't make as much money as we like to make on saturday and then sunday she made enough money to where it kind of evened it out where we were at 700 on saturday and then 
800 on Sunday, that put us about $1,500. And that's exactly around a number that we usually have projected for each weekend. So it was just, a, it was a great, it was a great weekend. And I'm, I'm just so happy that we were able to get through that weekend without having it be like a huge loss for us because we still have things to pay for. So any weekend that we don't hit the numbers that we want to hit, it usually has a negative effect on us. So it was great that we were able to hit that. So we got three orders uh, yes, in the last two days online crazy i know it's crazy um we're trying to we haven't done a lot to boost the sales online but i feel like it's great when we get consecutive sales and like whenever we get sales online we're like oh we got, we got online sales that's crazy like they ordered the kids online um and that's always i'm always happy when i get to see things like that i'm hoping i'm hoping <coughs> that because we have this ink uh, sports deal which i've talked about last week they have a bunch of new athletes i think he said he has 500 new athletes he just texted me today um and i was like golly he has to manage 500 athletes and vendors and whatnot now that we have them signed or that they're signed and they're going to work with us we have to send out uh 13 candles 13 big candles that's a lot of candles like that's a lot of candles plus we have to send out what we just got from um the whoever ordered in the last two days it was we had to send them what they ordered and they would also send out the other 13 candles so i'm excited to see that because i want to know how well will this affiliate marketing thing work because if it works then that 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 is a huge that's huge for us and i think it's very funny too about the timing of it because like i said in december we aren't going to be booked uh that often in December. So we're gonna be at Turnstile almost every day. Then we're gonna be uh, doing the affiliate marketing thing through Ink Sports. So if it happens that those people are doing very well, honestly, if each one of those people get us one sale for the whole month of December, that's 13 orders in a month. Is that crazy? If each one of those athletes can, can, can convert to get us one sale, in that month of December. That's 13 orders online. And I'm like, that's a lot of orders in one month. That's technically, that's almost four a week. I think the most Three a week. in a month is like maybe five. <laughs> Bruh, 13? And imagine we're going to get them while we in with, with Nephi in, mm -hmm. in Florida. I'm going to have to turn the website off. Bruh, I'm like, ooh. Not even because I don't think we're not going to be down there for that long. Yeah. Look, I could just tell you that. No longer shipping time or something. Yeah. Um, so, yes, I, I, that, that's really good. Um, but I think as far as candle news, anything I'm missing? Mm. I think so. Yeah, so I think for all the candle updates, that's, that closes that off. Uh, house update. I am... Uh, you already know over the house i want to sell it this is the worst month for us for the house only because youtube has been playing with our money crazy so normally that was always covered by the youtube check we just cover the whole house payment more or less now it's barely getting half of the house payment so that means that we have to come out of pocket from the craft fair 800 dollars to pay for that for the house so I talked to my agent, I talked to uh, some family member and my family member was just like, hey, just sell it. Just, you know, fire sale, whatever. So I told my agent like, hey, drop the price at 215, right? He's like, all right, cool. And then he called me or he texted me. He was like, uh, you, you got a minute? And I'm like, yeah, yeah, I got a minute. What's up? He calls me. He's like, yeah, so I just... I just saw your message. I, I, I'm, I, obviously, I, I misread what you said. You, you say $215,000? I'm like, yeah, yeah, that's what I want. He was like, you know that's $50,000 less, right? I'm like, yeah, 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 it don't matter. It's cool. He was like, yeah, I don't think that's a good idea, right? 
Now, here's why I thought it was funny. Because most of the time that I have talked to him, he has not said anything was not a good idea. Like, he has never said, like, yeah, that's not. He usually says, yeah, you could try that. Let's see how it goes. What's going on? This was the first time he was like, listen, listen. I don't recommend you doing that. Now, I don't know if that's because he might he's gonna get paid a lot less, but I don't think he's gonna get paid that much less. But he's still gonna get paid less. I think is he his reasoning was that uh people will see the house and go, why did the house drop 50k in price? Like with one drop. That's a lot. Uh something must be wrong with the house. And then he had sent me a net or he told me about the net seller sheet that we would only get back 30k uh so that's you know annoying so i don't i i'm on the fence about it but shout out to uh two people shout out to uh melissa rios and frederick so frederick was saying that to try getting try selling it to an investor on seller finance that does group home rentals um that's very niche. I'd have to find out how to get into that. Like, I would even find them, but that's an avenue to look into. And then the other avenue is, um, oh, Melissa. So she said that she has a person that is a loan officer and they could get me a refinance at 80% of LTV. So I'm like, okay, that would be amazing. Uh, and it will be a 7% interest uh, 30-year mortgage. So the only thing I have to find out is, is that going to be a cash out refinance? Like, can they still do 80% if it's a cash out refinance? Because I have heard that some people in the past will not allow you to take out that much if you're doing a cash out refinance. They'll give you, <coughs> I mean, they won't, <coughs> they'll say that they're 80% is only if you're not doing the cash out refinance. That's usually what I've heard. So I'm hoping that that is not the case. Um, but I would need a 640 credit score. Um, so you know, if anybody wants to partner, because my credit score is terrible. Y'all know how you know. Y'all know me. Terrible credit score. Melissa Terrible's credit score. But it would be opportunity for anybody who wants to possibly uh, figure out some type of partnership terms on it. Um, I want to double check with Tori. Let me text him again. Um, because he's the first person I asked. I want to make sure that if he's, if he is on board, I want to give him the first opportunity to say yes or no to it. Um, we'll see what happens with that because if they can give me, I, I would really want like 40,000 or $50,000 back. I feel like that's a decent amount. And then we could just put a renter in there and let's say that they are. I'm okay with having to pay an extra two, three hundred dollars a month and taking that loss as opposed to us having to take. Well, we're taking a loss now. We're paying fifteen hundred dollars and it's not even going towards the equity. Um, so at least with this, we would be paying down the mortgage a little bit uh, and not have to really deal with this whole interest only nonsense that we have and are currently uh, putting ourselves or have been in for about two years. Uh, and I think I think we can get a renter a lot quicker then I think we can get a renter a lot quicker than we can get a buy for the house. Um, and at least, at least at $1,800, like at the minimum, I feel like we should be able to do is $1,800 for a renter. And then we can pay the $400 a month out of our pocket, which is $100 a week. I have no problem with that. And then if we get 30, if we get $40,000 in cash, we just start dispersing to people and you know we going from there. Ooh, we would need a three hundred and fifteen thousand dollar appraisal, and we could get we could get enough money to pay everybody back. I feel like that's very reasonable. And even if it, I feel like it's close enough that even if it's not, like we could still probably only owe like twenty thousand out of the eighty five. And I think that's that's something that I want to that okay, that's yeah. That's workable as opposed to the 345 from before. But I think as far as the house goes, that that is listen, we always coming up with ideas every week, trying to figure out what we can do to just put ourselves in a better situation. Whether that's keeping the house, selling the house, I don't really care. Whichever one is gonna be better for us. That's how it looks like whichever one is gonna help our situation more is what I wanna do. If it requires us to sell the house and just sell it for 150,000 then that's what I would do if it requires us to refinance it or rent it or whatever 
whatever we can do that's going to make it work and get us out of the situation then that's what i'm looking forward to trying to do we have almost oh we didn't get no pictures of it really we're almost done setting up the new turnstile location we had to go there on tuesday because they had said they were going to have a meeting for all the people who are vending at the location and i thought okay i want to have our setup done by tuesday because i think that it would be better for us if they can see our new setup as opposed to what we've been using at all the other places for here because we we believe that we have to make this thing we have to make this one stand out a lot because that's how you draw people in at this place. There's not a lot of talking. There's a lot, not really a lot of you know communicating and personality being involved. It looks or seems to me that the people that walk by want to see how extravagant your setup is, and then they will come over and go, "Oh, hey, what you what are you selling?" And my theory was proven correct when we were kind of starting to set it up the other day. Melissa has sold a candle just by sitting at the table working on the stuff that she was working on people are seeing the new design and going oh hey what are you guys selling over here like you guys what's this and i think that that is the most important thing because we know that if somebody comes to the booth we can sell them a candle we know that we can do that we've done it it feels so cool to say this we've done it hundreds of times we've we've sold hundreds of candles okay so i i know that if someone comes to our booth we can sell them a candle. I, I have no doubt in my mind, right? However, getting them to the booth is is a challenge because we have never been in a scenario where we're selling at a place that people aren't looking to buy stuff. Like that's our challenge. Uh, we have seen fairs that are similar to that. We just have not been in those fairs. Those are the fairs that those are the, like the abyss fairs. You don't really want to be in those too much. Oh, honestly, you you, you want to go to the that fair still the one in the um that mall because i want to do one well, i want i wanted to go to one on the 26th that's <coughs> i think it's november 26th <coughs> um yeah it's next week not this week but next week's saturday right. so that's cause we're going to fair. yeah because i wanted to see what's up and then if we could maybe add one of those weekends to um, December. That's a, that's a tough one. So, yeah, I got I, I want to check it out. But I'm thinking because it's on a Saturday. I don't. Is it? Is it two days? Hmm. Hmm. Yeah. You have to look into that and see how we would go about actually if it makes sense because we need the money for December because December is going to really be a heavy month for us. I can already see it now financially. It's going to be unless we get a lot of orders from Turnstile when we go there because that's going to be our first month really hunkering down at that location and being there every single day. So I'm hoping that we can really make a lot of money in December. <sighs> We got to get that set up right. Um, but like I said, we have some stuff in mind, and I think it's already starting to work. And I think once everything comes together, people just walk up to the booth and be like, hey, you guys have candles? That's great. And Melissa wants to start selling massage candles. Well, I don't know if I'll say start, but she wants to add massage candles because for Chelsea, we think the best week to do is... Uh, valentine's day week so melissa was saying that she thinks it would be a good idea to add massage candles to sell during that week um because people always ask for one in particular sense that we have which is room service they always said they think it would be a good scent to put on their body so we think well like that's kind of i just thought of like just another reason why that's like perfect because mm -hmm. think about what do you do when you go to like resorts and like mm. hotels Mm -hmm. You get massages. <laughs> mm -hmm. Right. Right, right. So yeah, that'd be good. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So they said we're that's that's the plan. So we have to make that, design that, 
test it out, see how it goes. Um, and just, like I said, we just, bro, I'm tired. I feel, I feel bad. I want to lay back in the bed and just watch anime and bro i want to just eat something that is not this uh and then tyler was telling me that he felt like a lot of people he knew were getting sick so i'm like maybe there's a super delta megacron uh omarion uh coronavirus out there and that's you know getting us because i remember when it first came out people were definitely when we when i got sick the first time i'm like what the fuck is this this is some crazy shit and but it was, it, Corona wasn't out yet. It wasn't. They didn't release that 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 movie yet. So I'm like, okay, I just get a regular flu or something. I'm like, this feels like. Is it that? I don't know. It could be. So. That's kind of crazy. What? Like I could definitely see that being what's happening. Right. Because it's like, it was fine. Right. Like what the fuck is this? And then, <coughs> what the thing to me that showed me why something is kind of strange, is because, if one of us is sick, the other one doesn't really get sick like that. It's like I got sick and then Melissa got sick almost right after I got sick with almost the same exact symptoms that I got. And that's like that usually doesn't happen. Usually it's like, oh, I'm sick. Well, you don't even get sick like that, to be honest with you. But if one of us does feel down, it's like, damn, OK, you, you know, do down, take a nap or whatever, sleep, or whatever. Another one is just fine. That's usually how it is. Yeah, it's just like, oh, okay. I see you over there. Right, you, <laughs> right. That's crazy. Like, I, I'm a, like, you, you'll go outside, go shopping or something. I'll be in the bed dying, or you'll be in the bed dying. I'll be watching YouTube or doing something outside, like not outside, but like. That's really how it always works. Yes, and I'm like, never, never do I get sick and then you get sick right after that. Like, <laughs> and I be, I think it's funny because I'll be like, we be having sex and it don't be happening. So I'm like, we exchanging body fluids. I, there's, there's a, if that's how this is supposed to work, we supposed to both be getting sick. Now, now we not even having sex, and we getting sick. How that work? How that work? How that work? So obviously it's something else in the, in the air right now. Um, you guys heard it here first. Breaking news on uh, the Bamboo Project podcast. Oh, oh yeah, that too. <laughs> <laughs> the coronavirus has stopped us from having sex it is anti-sex um but yeah so as far as the update for the last week that's pretty much all i got um i do have something i want to go uh here's anonymous questions i haven't had these in a while because you know life is hard over here we've been struggling to be all we want to do uh what do you do as a friend, right? If your friend tells you they're getting cheated on, what is the proper response to that? And should you tell your friend that if you're not going to leave the person? Right? Because it's like, I don't, I, I feel like, I don't know what the proper response is to that. Because I'm like, if my friend cheats, right? <laughs> what? What's wrong with your neck? <laughs> you know you look at me. <laughs> you look like the me. Um, so I'm looking like this, right? I feel like as a guy, if if I have a male friend, he's getting cheated on by his girl. I'll be like, yo, bro, you gotta leave her. She don't care about you, right? And he'll be like, nah, bro, I'm I'm working on it. We working on it. Right? That's what I feel like a guy's response would be to that. I don't know how girls respond, how they interact with situations like that. Because I feel like when a when a, when it happens with two girls, right? If a girl has a girlfriend and her man is cheating on her, I feel like the girlfriend who's getting cheated on will talk badly about the boyfriend and then stay with that boyfriend. And it's like, why would you do that? Like, why would you bring all of that to me, right? And then stay with the person. And this is coming from a, pers a perspective of, I have dealt with friends on both sexes, women who were getting cheated on and men who were getting cheated on. And for me, both times, I'm like, just leave, right? More often than not, the women don't leave, like, almost ever. 
and the men usually leave just takes a little bit while it takes a while but the women usually stay for a very 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 long time so my thing is as a friend what should what, what should the proper response be if a friend tells you to get cheated on should you condemn the person that's cheating like their significant other or should you just engage in the craziness and be like oh what oh my god they cheated i can't believe they did that what and then whatever they say you say back to them he did he where was he at he was at the where oh my i knew he i knew he was gonna be i knew it and you but you don't like that i don't like it either i don't like it either and you thought he was uh, you thought he was bad i thought he was bad too yep mm-hmm yes mm. and he's ugly yes he is ugly mm-hmm and the next day when they you know back together Oh my God, I'm so happy that I'm with him. I mean, he is the greatest guy for you. I feel like you can't, like, you you guys have, like, I want what you guys have. Like, the kind of love you two have, I would love to have that. Like, is that what, like, people want? Because to me, that's insanity. I don't know if I could operate like that. I would be looking at myself crazy in the mirror, trying to figure out why. I, I, I remember yesterday when you were saying that this person ain't shit. And then the next day, you guys are together. To me, that's hard. That's a hard uh that's hard for me to have that conversation with that person like that's difficult so i i just be wondering from other people's perspective what would you suggest someone do if they were getting cheated on right like that i feel like there needs to be some type of clarification on this and i think that if you get cheated on keep it to yourself right what, support? what kind of support could you need getting cheated on what what is the possible support you can need when you get cheated on? Emotional support. Like what? <coughs> I will help you. See, that's a problem. That's a problem with women. They need too much emotional support. They need more physical support. I'll help you move out the house. You want me to help you move? You want me to help you look for a new location? You want me to help you uh, go get something to eat? I can help you with those. Emotional is craziness. Emotional support is this it's crazy. Get a dog. Get a get us emotional support dog. Cause they can't talk. They don't understand the craziness going on. They just they just like, oh, you're home. Oh, you're not home. Okay. Y'all are fighting. Y'all are not fighting. Okay. That's what just get one of those. I'm not one of those. So that's I think that that is something that people need to address. Now, another thing kind of similar situation. This is about toxic people, toxicity. I don't know how this happened or if it's just me, but I feel like somewhere along the lines, people painted being toxic as intentional. And I don't think being toxic is intentional. And I think that is the hardest reason why I think that is the hardest reason to deal with someone who is toxic because it's not intentional. It's almost purely emotional, like 100% emotional. And it's just that because the emotions range so wide, today they could be happy with their man that's beating them. And then tomorrow they could not be happy with the man that's beating them. And they don't want you to tell them about it. So when you say, hey, is he still beating you? And you go, who beating me? Nobody ever beat me. People will call it gaslighting, right? But maybe that person is just so ashamed of staying with the person that beat they just go, I don't know, I don't remember. I don't remember that. I, mm -mm, mm -mm. I don't want to feel bad about that. I don't remember that. And it's like, is that is that intentional to hurt the person that they're talking to? Are they gaslighting them on purpose? Or are they trying to defend themselves from being hurt by their own decisions? And I think that if people could understand that toxic people work that way, I think it'd be easy to understand how to deal with them. Because right now I feel like social media, you know, I don't feel like toxic other than, you know, the two people that the Lord Voldemort that shall not be named. I think that other than those two, there isn't really a popular toxic situation going on. But I think that right now we're all in a very mental health thing. Um, but... I don't think that the mental health part that's being addressed is that people are just emotional. 
And what comes from that is a lot of the things that people deem to be toxic. Like if I went down a list, I'm gonna Google a list right now of toxic traits and I can guarantee they're all gonna be, they're probably not, <coughs> they're probably not intentional at all. Okay, here we go. We got 25 toxic personality traits to spot in yourself and others. Let's see if any you guys fall into these 25 traits. Negativity. Mm, toxic. A person with a negativity, a person with negativity may see the world as cold, cruel, and evil. They may frequently complain, ruin the fun, or dampen people's spirits with defeatist comments and actions, right? What if that person really feel like that? What if they really feel negative? Like they feel like people don't like them. How do you how do you justify that? Like how do I come to the like that's not intentional. So when they come to the group and they're like, hey guys, it's like, damn, bro, what's wrong with you? Like, it's not, the person's not trying to dampen the mood. They just really feel bad. But now it's like, okay, how does a person who feels good address someone like that? Because it's not intentional, but they will still be labeled as toxic. That's number one. Number two is judgmentalness. And this is according to better, betterup.com. <laughs> <clears throat> a person who is judgmental may judge situations, people, or events without experience. Okay. Dishonesty. Rigidness. That's interesting. A person who is rigid may be stubborn, inflexible. Why are you saying that? <laughs> Ooh. Rigid. So that means you gotta, you gotta be inflexible. Oh, inflexible. Ooh. Mm -hmm, ooh. Mm -hmm. That means you're not. Right. You're bendable. not. Right. You're not bendy. <laughs> or unable to adapt when things don't go as planned. For example, an employee may struggle to adapt when a new boss joins your team and changes the team dynamic. I guess, but if I don't like them, would they would they do weird stuff? It's like, like I said, but the, I'm gonna go through the whole list. I'm not gonna like, um, what's that? Oh, if he comes across the podcast and, and hears that, that hilarious. That <laughs> I'll, I'll probably run into OJ. He's from he's from Flatbush. <laughs> um, okay, so I'm gonna read the other like 15, but I'm not going to read the definitions of them. But cynicism, recklessness, pickiness, argumentativeness. Oh, that one is definitely Melissa. This says a person who is argumentative may get joy or pleasure from starting arguments. For example, a person may look for flaws in a family member's idea and attempt to rile them into a fight. Not all conflict is bad, but being argumentative for the sake of arguing can be detrimental. How do you figure that's me? I feel like that's when you're also you. I what you mean? I love to argue? You think so? What, what, what would you call it? Having heated debates and discussions. <laughs> it's definitely not arguing. Listen, like I said, see, see yourself, sir. And I don't start arguments. See, see yourself. I start arguments? See yourself. But you didn't answer my question. Um, yes. Like what? what I didn't know I start arguments. Mm -hmm. I felt like I'd be trying to get like... Cause I feel like you have to be mad to start an argument. Mm -hmm. Actually, that's not true. Right. But I feel like you have to be trying to start an argument. I don't try to start an argument. I can listen. If I want to start an argument, I know how to start an argument. That's why I'm like, I don't be trying to do that. That's as fine as joy and happiness out of argument. That's how you feel about me. But you will genuinely be happy arguing with people. Um. Hmm. Let me see. Do I get joy or pleasure from starting an argument? I wish. Nah. I, I wish, like. From starting an argument, I don't. I don't mind. That's a, you know. That's the thing. I don't think it's an argument that I like to have. I would consider sure the people that are talking to you probably don't feel the same. Then why they argue with me? Don't argue. I'm not. <laughs> <laughs> they argue with me. I'm not arguing with them. <laughs> like, I could come on a podcast and be like, "Hey, I want to have ten billion dollars." They're gonna be like, "Donovan, you can't have ten billion dollars," and I'm gonna be like, "Why not?" I wish that I could like put a montage of all your different like just arguments. Different. <laughs> with who? Right here. Would you? <laughs> I can see it now. It would just be like all the different arguments popping up on the screen, <coughs> and, and then you talking like I don't start arguing. 
But I definitely don't though. The only argument I started I could think of, which was which was this is starting an argument, was with Sarah on uh the Discord when I was like, I right, like listen, listen, listen. I'm gonna tell her that she's you know what? South African. I wish I wish, I wish like I could like pull you're poor. <laughs> what you mean? What? To who? You'd be saying it's a poor mentality. Yes. Right. I'm not starting an argument. I'm telling facts. <laughs> <laughs> this is not an argument. I'm, I'm literally saying you talking like you're poor. How do you think that would be received? That's not my problem. I'm not. <laughs> <laughs> That's not. Listen, the, I feel like you hear yourself. Because no, no, no. come. This is what. Okay, this is what so it is. Because no no, this is what happens. That is actually that is absolutely what happens all the time. All the time. This is uh, okay. This is this is how it happens in my head. Okay. <laughs> I make a statement of of a belief that I have. Someone disagrees with my belief or says I should have had that belief. I then defend my reasoning for the belief. And they you, get more upset. And you enjoy it. But, but how am I starting an argument? <laughs> if I go, oh wait, wait, wait. If I go, man, we haven't paid rent in two years, and someone goes, "What's wrong with you guys?" and I go, "We can't afford it." Am I starting an argument? <laughs> um, no. I feel like that's like I said. I think what happened with Sarah is me starting an argument. Like that to me is like okay, I'm about to purposefully try to antagonize this person it was a, for a joke but that to me is like starting an argument okay do you think that's the only time you've done that like in my life <laughs> we have a time you remember something like specifically um i don't have a time oh because i'm like i don't think i don't do that oh Bro, most of my most of my time, people just don't and like. Up in a lot of arguments. You said yes, yes, yeah, exactly. Start. Yes, <laughs> I will just say things and people will get upset. That is not me starting an argument. That's not me starting an argument. I'm not insulting nobody. Really. Melissa, you you love start arguments. You love start arguments. You love arguing. But that's not the same. First of all, I love debating. You love arguing. There's a very big difference between the two. I think, okay, what would you say the difference? I think when someone debates with someone, they is there is a reasoning that they have and a point that they are defending. That's what I think debating is. It's, it's that. I think arguing is trying to get into a heated screaming match. That to me is arguing. I don't think that that's what I'd be trying to do. Oh, I, think, I think that. Um, <laughs> I think that if anything, um, I may feel more attached to whatever my reasoning is, and that's why it ends up being more argumentative as opposed to being strictly logical. I can say that, but I don't go into it. I don't I, like. I don't go into it saying, "Oh yeah, I'm gonna start this argument right now." I think that's cap. It's not cap. You're literally like, talking about how, about how people don't intentionally. Do you're right. It. You're so, right. All right then. So you're right. Nice. It's not intentional. You're right. Okay. You're right. It's not intentional. How it just be happening? Right. That's mm -hmm. what I said. Like it's. I think the. I think the emotional aspect of myself is what makes it come off or makes it fall into the argumentative realm as opposed to keeping it strictly um, as a debate. I think that's what happens. And I think that, that we got to figure out that's for people, that's what I was saying earlier about, about toxic toxicity or toxic traits, where it's like they aren't ill-willed. They're just super annoying. And I think that that is what people have to figure out how to deal with. Like, like bro, you're being annoying. Like, let me read some other ones on here. Like, quick to anger, bossiness, self-centeredness, 
Arrogance. I have that one for sure. A person who displays arrogance may believe they are more intelligent and more important than others. I absolutely feel like that. 100%. Uh, as, as such, they may treat others rudely or condescendingly. I don't know if I do that. Can I help you? Okay. For example, an arrogant and selfish employee may refuse to listen to anyone else's ideas and are not willing to collaborate. That's not me. I do it all the time. Um, all the time. You do all the time. Listen to other people's ideas and willing to collaborate. I collaborate and listen to everybody's idea all the time. All the time. All the time. Listen to it. I don't agree. I don't like that. I hear it out. I'll have a debate about it. Uh, greediness, stinginess. My dad's super stingy. I don't know. If, I don't know if I got that. I feel like I kind of eh, a little bit. Sneakiness. I don't know if I'm sneaky. Sneakiness. Thoughtlessness. Disruptiveness. <laughs> Conflict avoidance. Impulsiveness. That's an interesting one. It's a toxic trait. That's very interesting. A person who is impulsive may make rash decisions based on emotion. For example, an impulsive friend may spend too much money because they lack emotional regulation skills. Um, Interesting. I feel like, you know, I might be a little bit, mm. slightly mm. impulsive. You know, like the time that I ran down Bruh. 23 flights of stick. Was that house on fire this week? But I forgot to the house was on fire this week, guys. Like, <laughs> the whole the whole hallway was smoked up. People was banging on the door. The fire uh, department came up here on the twenty third floor. It was crazy. It and we, was in our apartment. Yeah, but it was on our floor. Okay. So and we, the smoke was in here. I couldn't breathe. I was like, "Damn, some people be dying." Like I felt it. I'm like, "Wow, if all the smoke was in here, I would 100 percent be dead. I would have inhaled it and died for sure." I thought I thought the funniest part, like I wish there could have been like a camera. Because I was definitely at the door looking down the hall. He was like, Melissa, get us. <laughs> bruh. Bruh. I'm looking above her head. And she has her head out the window, out the door. And there's smoke <laughs> just coming in the house. I'm looking. I'm like. <laughs> <coughs> so. Um, 23, apathetic. Well, laziness. According to Chico. Shout out to my guy Chico slash Finito. He said I'm very lazy. Uh, a person who is lazy may struggle to finish tasks because they lack inspiration, motivation, and drive. For example, an employee may avoid completing their task because they don't want to. I just want to say, from reading this list very shortly, it seems like the most toxic people are employees. That's what I've noticed. What? They keep using it as a reference. They keep saying, like, imagine you have an employee. Imagine you have a conflict with your coworker. I'm like. That, uh, what, what is the name of the website? Betterup.com. Uh, Look at this. this. Disruptiveness, right? A person who is disruptive may speak over or interrupt others for personal gain. For example, an employee may play music. <laughs> Because mm-hmm, mm-hmm. it might be a workplace thing. Oh, uh-huh. Let's see. Yes, your company grows when your people do. Right. It's it's. <laughs> Don't do them like that. <laughs> Don't do them like that. <laughs> I'm just saying. I was like, I see a trend here that obviously <laughs> the most toxic people <laughs> are the most toxic no, people. That's their talk. That's honestly, I think that's kind of crazy. I mean, nah. What? Damn. They right. I think it's crazy that it is a workplace program thing, but to use employees as all these examples, like employers can't be toxic. Nope, just employees. Right. That is kind of crazy. Just employees. I'm like, damn, I see this. I see it like six, seven times. I'm like, damn, how many, what kind of terrible job is this? How many employees <laughs> I got here that's just wild? Got our cleaner last week um, on Monday. I know a lot of you guys are probably upset because... We are poor, um, but, well, I, I said, I forgot who it was, hold on, I would never say that again. That's not true. I'm broke, but shout out to OJ Suave. We are poor. Um, I th- bro, the house was messy the next day. The house was messy the same day. Like, we came back from being outside for the whole day, and then we messed the house up. So we came in the house, whole thing. Exhausted. Like, Honestly, Monday, 
what? That's when we went out with Ariel. God damn. Mm-hmm. He's out all day. So, yeah, Monday was when the cleaner was there. We went out all day, came home, and started working on the stuff on Tuesday. I think... I know when I got sick, too, or when I had the first symptom. I was talking to someone during the crafting. <laughs> Cough in your mouth. Oh, my God. I had to step off to the side. <laughs> I was choking. I'm like, oh my! I'm like, obviously, I ate something that I'm allergic to. Then Monday, I maybe had like a little tingle in my throat, but it was definitely nothing crazy. I thought it was like I drank some tea and I'd be okay. Going into Monday night, I couldn't even finish working on the damn display. And then Tuesday is when we went to Did everything. Tuesday is when we went to Turnstile, Bro. and then went to the other thing afterwards. What's wrong when you get home? 130 Jesus and it's Thursday this is not enough rest bro it's not I need to call my employer <laughs> cause I'm like yeah cause I gotta edit this podcast tomorrow <coughs> get it up before the weekend before Sunday I gotta do a thumbnail and everything but um oh right but yeah the, the cleaner so here's what I would say um we spent, it ended up being $235. It was 190 for the person who was a male. I will post a picture here of it because he sent us a picture trying to be trying to be a comedian. Talking about some, oh, you guys collecting these? You guys are collecting it? You are collectibles? And I'm like, all right. All right, Mr. Mr. Comedy Man. Um, but I'm going to post a picture up of what he put here. Uh, everybody who was in the Discord, they saw the picture already. Um, for everyone also be thinking... Listen, I'm telling you, we are, we be exhausted and cleaning is not the priority, but it needs to get done. But we just, I'd rather sleep. I, that's not true. I would rather sleep, but I also know I need to clean. Otherwise I won't get out the bed. But when it comes to cleaning, like I said, it was 235. The extra $45 was the thumbtack fee. And I ended up getting an ad for someone that actually would do it for like $79. So if we do hire a cleaner again, I would probably pay that price and see what they offer. Um, overall, I would probably give the house cleaning. What would you give it? Um, um, no. Go away. Um, I, I would give it two scores, um, just for like general, like what I want to do it again. Um, with that particular cleaner, I'd probably give it like a let's go with the ten. Mm -hmm. <coughs> it was seven. Mm -hmm. Um, but I do think the reason why I'm gonna give it two scores, or like I want to um give the benefit of the doubt because we didn't give like specifics and i feel like the specifics would have helped on what to focus on mm -hmm. um and i think it could have had a <coughs> if if we said the specifics you know like hitting the drain don't worry about the couch blah 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 mm -hmm. um that's so i think it has the potential to do good um it's just our first first time doing it mm -hmm. yeah what do you think yeah i was thinking 7.5 um, I think that we should have a punch list for all the things that we want cleaned. Um, and it's something that I've learned recently just in this line of work as far as hiring people or working with people. I am trying to get to a point where I don't hire anybody that I don't give a list of expectations to on anything. Because a lot of times I will I tend to go, hey, you have you're an expert at this thing. Be an expert. Like, just do your thing that you do. Um, and I feel like that is not always the best route. It's good. You know, I, I, I remember it for certain things, but not everything. But I think if I'm going to hire somebody, I should always have expectations given. Hey, I want these things done specifically. I want you to clean the television, the drain. I want the floor mopped. I'll give you a nice checkoff list and you can just go down the list. And that's what, so now we know, you know what I want. I know that you know what I want. And if it don't get done, you give me a reason why it's not done or whatever. And I, I shouldn't be surprised when I come home and it's not done. And then I also think that um, telling him or like putting out certain things, like I think maybe asking him, 
asking him if he needs anything or telling him where he can find additional supplies mm-hmm. would be helpful because I noticed that he used the, the little red vacuum and yeah. we have a big ass vacuum inside the closet so like that could have been more helpful right? If, if I knew that's something that you needed right so, yeah. And I was expecting him to have more supplies personally. He came with a little tiny um, Bob the Builder backpack thing. And I was like, we should switch for bro. Like, you supposed to, you should, I feel like you're supposed to come in here, like, with a big ass suitcase full of stuff that you open it up and you doing stuff. But, you know, like I said, expectation, gotta give him that. And shout out to Tor, he responded. Um, <coughs> We will be back here next Tuesday. You can find all the behind the scenes content on our social medias. Mine is Donovan Gray. D-O-N-I-V-A-N-G-R-A-Y. And my phenomenal, beautiful, amazing girlfriend, Anita Byrne. A-N-E-T-A-B-U-R-N. We did it. Okay. We were able to get the money for Chelsea next year. So that was our main objective. All right, guys, but you know what it is. Hashtag Bamboo Project 2022. We got six weeks left. Now, with that being said, Bamboo Project out and watch Black Clover.